All right, good afternoon, everyone. Um, why don't we pause just for a moment of prayer? Heavenly Father, um, we come before you just thanking you for your love for us. And Lord, I just ask that you would please uh, speak to us today. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Today's message is entitled, The Art of War. The Art of War. And beloved, as Christians and as jurors, we are in a warfare, amen? And uh, God calls us to understand this conflict because it is a life and death battle. Uh, I want to share with you a little bit about uh, my past, some that I have not shared uh, previously, at least in these meetings. Um, my younger brother, Sean, uh, was born in 1973. My mother, he's 11 months younger than I am. My mother was in the drive-in. Um, she was watching a movie in the drive-in in Jamaica when she went into labor with my brother. The movie she was watching was by a then relatively unknown actor. Uh, the name of the movie was Enter the Dragon. And so she went to the hospital, had to leave the, the, the drive-in theater, went to the hospital, and I say delivered a Chinese baby. My brother became a martial arts fanatic, <laughs> as, as well as myself. And so we really, really, really got into the martial arts. And um, at about the age of, I think, eight or nine, uh, my, or actually a little bit earlier, my uncle, my father's brother, had come from England and he had trained under a gentleman by the name of Wing Chung, um, <laughs> William Chung, who was a, a classmate of Bruce Lee, who were both students, William Chung and Bruce Lee were both students of um, the grandmaster of an art called Wing Chung, Yip Man. There you go, Yip Man. And uh, Yip Man taught Bruce Lee. And so when we discovered that our uncle had this lineage, we just fell at his feet. And it was time to begin learning the martial arts. And he began to train us in the art of Wing Chun. And we were, like I said, martial arts fanatics in New York. Uh, five or three o'clock on Saturdays, Channel 5, there would always be a kung fu movie coming on. Have you ever seen those? Uh, you haven't because you're a good Adventist in here. Poor dubbing, you know, you know the whole thing. And, uh, and so we practiced and practiced and, you know, we, when we got into our older years, this kind of went to our heads, so we would get into fights often and you know, all kinds of things. And when I became a Christian, I put away those things. Amen. Amen. Um, I didn't want to waste any more time uh, uh, practicing how to hurt people. But God began to, to share with me that I had to practice how to help save people. Amen? 
Which is why, as I look at verses like 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, which tells us to fight the good fight of faith. You know, it, 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 because I have this, this uh, warrior background, I think about it in the context of fighting gracefully. You ever seen a martial artist fight? How is it? It's, it's graceful, isn't it? Paul tells us to fight the good fight of faith. If there's a good fight of faith, there can also be a bad fight of faith. Anybody ever seen a bad fight? Anybody ever been in a bad fight? <laughs> if you're in a bad fight, that, that means that it was bad on your part, right? You were the one that was losing. That's a bad fight. If it's a good fight, you were the one that was winning. And Paul says, don't fight the... I'm not just calling you to fight the fight of faith. I'm calling you to fight the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, all the way through 12, tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. And you know, beloved, I have to tell you that as I did a little bit of research on that verse, I got very excited. Here's why. Because when Paul uses the word wrestle, when he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, in the time that he is writing, he is actually making reference to a martial art that was then popular in Greek and Roman sports called the pancration. And uh, when I discovered this, I got really excited. And I said to myself, wait a minute. (laughs) Paul? Are you using the martial arts as an illustration of how the Christian is supposed to fight the good fight of faith? And I thought, Lord, have mercy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. In other words, beloved, it's as though God is calling us to learn how to fight, not just any old fight, but to learn how to fight gracefully. Anybody interested in learning how to fight the good fight graciously amen you know somewhere else uh, 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 Paul says uh, that I fight not as one that beats the air do you know what an air beater is have you ever seen an air beater fight come on (laughs) leave me alone leave me And beloved, very often, I, 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 you know, could it be that as Christians we are air beating? You, you know, I mean, I mean fighting, we're, we're fighting, but it feels like we're beating the air. Paul says, look, I want you to know that when I fight, I don't beat the air. All my punches count. All my blows reach their mark in Christ. Not because of any power that he had in, him, in himself, but in Christ. He says, I fight not as one that beats the air. And beloved, you can imagine my, my imagination began to soar. God, are you telling me that you want me to be a spiritual martial artist? Huh. And so I began to look at some more things. And let me share with you, beloved, Genesis chapter 4. I found something that was so incredible that I almost just, oh, ha. Genesis 4, I want you to notice this. 
You know the story in Genesis 4. Uh, Adam, I'm sorry, Cain and Abel are about to have a dispute. You remember the story? Abel brought a lamb to, to, for his sacrifice and Cain brought fruit from the ground. And, and Cain's offering is rejected. And then God comes to him and listen to what he says in verse, verse 6. The Lord said unto Cain, why are you angry? Why are you wroth? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So what's happening here? God comes to Cain, and he's telling Cain, listen, you're angry because you haven't done right. And I want you to know that sin is, is right at your door, and if you make the wrong decision, it's going to rule over you. But Cain, I am calling you to rule over sin. It was God's challenge to him. It was God saying, Cain, don't let sin dominate you. You dominate it. He was calling Cain to fight against sin. Amen? The Good News Bible puts that last verse this way. It wants to rule over you, but you must overcome it. Here is a first call to overcome. You must overcome it. You must fight against this, Cain. The NIV says it this way. You must master it. Let me ask you a question. Does God want us to be masters? Ah, oh, you I didn't hear anything. I didn't. Does God want us to be masters? Anybody interested in becoming a master? Ooh, you thought I was making this stuff up, huh? God says, I want you to learn how to master sin, how to become a master over the temptations that the devil brings to you every day. Not a novice, a master. Cain, you must rule over it. And then I decided to look up that word rule. And as I looked up that word rule and I looked at the Hebrew word, my mouth dropped open because I looked at it and the spelling of that word was M-A-S-H-A-L. Three, two, one. Marshall. And the word means to dominate or to rule over. Very similar to our English word, marshal, which means to war against or to be warlike. Beloved, God was calling Cain to dominate, to rule, to be a, to marshal his forces and his will and his strength to dominate, to fight against sin. Was God calling Cain to fight the good fight of faith? Was God calling Cain to be a master? Was God calling Cain to be a spiritual martial artist? Amen. And beloved, I began to get excited. I began to get excited. I said, Lord, I can see this. I gave up my martial arts and I was still like, oh, but now the Lord is saying, I have something better for you. 
And then I thought, you know, hmm. I began to look at this verse in another translation. And are you ready? Are you ready? (laughs) Let me read this to you from the English Standard Version. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin is crouching at your door. Like a crouching tiger and a hidden You thought I was making this stuff up. Sin is crouching at your door. Have any of you ever experienced sin crouching at your door like a crouching tiger and a hidden what? What? Dragon. You know, beloved, let me tell you, the devil knows what he's doing as he creates these movies. He knows what he's doing. I thought, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I want to share with you a couple of stories. You know that in the martial arts, many of the martial arts styles and systems are founded off of observing animals. For example, there is one legend that uh, the uh, Quinang, who was this woman from way, way, way back when, was out in the field one day, and she, a crane came close to her, and she tried to get the crane away with a stick, and the crane, you know, dodged his head, stepped back, you know, did all, and she was like, hmm. And she began to watch the movements of the crane and became the founder of what is known as white crane style. Or uh, there is uh, Wong Long, who was a Shaolin monk, who would often spar with another gentleman. He would always get beat up and just couldn't get get the, the victory over this other guy. And so the guy left for a while, and one day Wong Long had just finished practicing, and he sat down, and he noticed a cicada fighting a praying mantis. And he watched this fight going on, and he was impressed with the way the praying mantis fought against the cicada. He took that praying mantis home and started observing the praying mantis and became the founder of what is now known as praying mantis style. Or consider Kazi, who uh, was imprisoned for killing a man, and the prison wall, the prison that he was in, the, the, the window in which opened up out behind him in the grove of trees, there were some monkeys. And he began to observe these monkeys as how they would play and how they would fight. And he began to watch and study them. And as he studied them, he began to imitate their style and came up, became the founder of what is known as the drunken monkey style. And beloved, I can't help but think that these physical arts of war are simply counterfeits of a spiritual art of war because Cain himself was a martial artist student studying under that old serpent, the dragon. You didn't catch it. (laughs) That old serpent, the dragon, he had been watching him. The dragon had been watching him and saying, this man has the characteristics that I can use. And he began to train him. And beloved, Cain was a student of the dragon. He was a martial artist. 
but so was Abel. Because Genesis 4.2 tells us that Abel was a keeper of sheep. You're not getting it. Beloved, as, as Cain was being trained under the dragon, Abel was observing the lamb. He was watching the Hmm. And beloved, as he watched the lamb, he began to see the characteristics and he began to imitate those characteristics. So Abel too was a martial artist. Amen. And beloved, the time came where conflict, the two masters, the lamb and the dragon had their students. And the question is, who was the better martial artist? Now in the world's eyes, they say Cain. He won. The Bible tells us that Abel was the master. (laughs) You see, greater is he who masters himself than he who masters another. (laughs) Doesn't that sound ancient Chinese-ish? Greater is he who masters himself than he who masters another. Cain lost and is lost. Hmm. And so Paul tells us that when I fight, I don't fight as one that beats the air. I have trained. (laughs) I have trained. And you know, we got to realize, beloved, that who is our greatest enemy? When God is calling us to become faith fighters, to become spiritual martial artists, who is it that we're the master? The greatest enemy that we have is self. Now, can you imagine that? Did you know that the devil has an insider? The devil has someone who knows you better than anybody else. This person sleeps with you. They know all your secrets. They know your weaknesses and they they know your strengths. In fact, this person looks just like you. That's because the devil's insider is you. (laughs) It is self. Now, beloved, the question becomes, how in the world do I fight an enemy that I live with? How in the world do I come against, do I combat one who knows my every thought, my every feeling, my every emotion, and moreover, who has trained under the dragon for years and years and years and years? Because, beloved, you realize that we have all trained under the dragon masters you know what hidden dragon style is it's right in the bible revelation chapter 13 verse 11 there is a a beast that looks like a lamb but speaks like a what dragon you want to know what hidden dragon style is (laughs) 
It is looking like a lamb and professing to be a lamb and professing to be Christ-like. And yet, when somebody does something you don't like. Come on, anybody? Anyone ever trained in hidden dragon style? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or how about drunken style? Huh? <laughs> Come on, Revelation 17, 2, it says that the world is drunk with the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Beloved, many people are drunk with the spirit of this world, drunk with the things of this world. And beloved, let me tell you, we're masters. We're masters. Self is a master. And beloved, let me tell you, self is imbued with supernatural power of the devil. That's why when you go out to fight self, he's like, (laughs) your style is silly. You come against me. He's doing all that. And beloved, let me tell you, we may tend to think there's no way that I can master self. Look at him. He is a master. Anybody ever felt like that? The art of war. This is why, beloved, Christ calls us, as I shared the day before yesterday, Christ calls us to take upon us His supernatural strength. He says, I want you to connect with me. It's kind of like finding a master because you've been continually being beaten up. We've got to say, enough is enough. I've got to go get training. And so what do we need to do? We need to go get connected. What's the theme of the thing? We've got to get connected with one who is able to teach us how to war. Now you say, Pastor, wait a minute. Self is trained under the dragon. And you want me to go to one who practices lamb style. Can lamb beat the dragon, Pastor? What a question, but beloved, let me tell you something. <laughs> Can a lamb beat a dragon? Whew. In Genesis 3.15, God comes to, Cain, to, to, to Adam and says, Adam, I'm going to put enmity, or rather Eve, I'm going to put enmity between you and the dragon, between her seed, your seed and her seed. In other words, God was saying, I'm going to send a master, a deliverer, who is going to fight the dragon, and he will bruise and defeat the dragon. I'm going to send a lamb. A, a what? A lamb. That will defeat the dragon. You say, well, pastor, how and where did that happen? Where was the conflict between the lamb and the dragon? And all you need to do, beloved, is to go to the book of Luke or Matthew and find that it took place on a hill called Calvary. The lamb and the dragon showdown. The two grandmasters, if you will. And as you look at the cross in the physical eye, you look and you see the lamb on the cross and you say, man, the dragon sure beat him. 
But beloved, when your spiritual eyes are open, you will see that the cross that was hammered down into a hill called Calvary, which means cranium, Whose cranium was the cross being hammered down into? (laughs) Whose head was being bruised? The dragon. (laughs) The Bible says when Jesus said it was finished, there was a great earthquake. What happened to the head of the dragon? Symbolically speaking, it broke apart. Can lamb? Pete Dragon, pastor? Amen. Amen. And so, yes, we are to go, beloved. We are to get connected to that great grandmaster, Jesus Christ. You know what I love? You know, in those movies, you always see the grandmaster. He have long white hair and long flowing robes. And I just thought, man, isn't that the description of Jesus given in Revelation chapter 1? And over there they say, these are my disciples. Doesn't Jesus call us to be his disciples? Beloved, in fact, it's interesting that God was giving Cain spiritual advice to become a spiritual martial artist. And Cain takes that spiritual advice and turns it physical and thus becomes the original founder of the fighting systems of this world. I hope you caught that. Cain turned what God, the advice God gave him, Cain, instead of fighting against himself, fought against somebody else. Psalms 18, verse 34. The Bible, David speaking here, the Bible tells us this. He, that is God, teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Does anybody want to learn how to fight with your hands? God says, I will teach your hands how to war. He's not talking about physical conflict. He's talking about spiritual warfare. It's not a physical bow that your hand's going to break. It's going to be the spiritual bow of the devil's temptation. So when he comes with his shh, you just... He teacheth my hands to war so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arm. But beloved, if we want to learn how to war, we've got to enter the school. Amen? We've got to to come as the student and enter into the school of that great grandmaster, Jesus Christ. And this is where he begins to teach us day by day how to fight the good fight of faith. There was a story of a young man who had moved to a new neighborhood. And when he got there, there were some bullies in the community and they picked on him and beat him up. And uh, he was totally angry. Couldn't do anything about it though. And so he learned that there was a a karate instructor and and went to this instructor and asked him, would you train me? And the instructor said, no, I'm not going to train you. He... He left, and after some time, uh, the instructor changed his mind and said, okay, I will train you. Come to my home, 
and we'll start taking lessons. So he comes to this, to this trainer's home, and uh, when he gets there, uh, he's ready and, and, and prepared to learn the martial arts, and the trainer hands him a brush and a sponge. And so he says, uh, um, he's kind of confused, and he brings him outside. He said, do you see that car? And he says, yes. And he says, your first lesson, I want you to wash that car. Don't just wash it any old way. When you wash it, you're going to wash on, wash off. And then when you dry it, I don't want you to dry anyway. I want you to dry on and dry off. And then I want you to wax it. And when you wax it, I want you to wax on. Wax off. And you see that fence right there? And he's really confused. Yes. So I want you to take this brush. And I want you to brush this. I want you to paint this fence. And don't just paint it anyway. When you paint it, I want you to paint up and paint down. And the student looked at him like he was crazy. And he said, you're crazy. I'm not doing this. And he left. Went back out, got beat up again, came back and said, okay. (laughs) And so he is there day after day, week after week, wax on, wax off, brush up, brush down, wax on, wax off, brush up, brush down. Week after week after week, until he finally says, look, I, he approaches his master and said, I've had enough. You're not training me. And he is right in his master's face, just, and he's just going off. And all of a sudden, the master throws three, four punches at him. One, two, three, four. And without him even thinking, what do you think happened? Wax on, wax off, brush up, brush down. He steps back and looks at his hands drops to his knees and says, Master, whatever you tell me to do, I will do. Seems like you may have heard the story before. Many of us are out there getting beat up by the devil. And there are times we get fed up and we come to the master and we say, Master, we want to learn how to fight. And the master says, okay, see those CDs in your home? You see this, you see that, and he begins to go down this list, and we're saying in our minds, what in the world does the way that I dress have to do with the fight of faith? I'm not doing that, I'm out of here. And we go. And get beat up again. But the problem with many of us is that we keep coming back, And the master says, here's a brush. And we go, oh yeah, the brush. No, 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 no. And we go back out there and get beat up again. And we are like idiots just going back and forth. You 
You see, beloved, wax on, wax off is a process of shining. And so, beloved, God wants to make us shine. And let me tell you, not only does he train us in the lamb style, he's going to train us in the lion style. You see, God trains us to be lambs towards people, but like lions towards sin. The way we do it right now, (laughs) we are lions towards people and like lambs towards sin. And God wants to reverse the equation. But beloved, it's going to take us to be willing to do what the master says, even when we don't understand why he's saying it. And that's the problem of of many of us. We don't understand, so we're not doing it. Even though we see it, well, I'm not doing it because I don't understand. And God, Christ says, okay, you're free to go. And we go. We head out. Oh, beloved, what would it be like? You know, I used to imagine, oh, if I could just get to China. (laughs) I I literally thought my brother was going to marry a Chinese girl. I can't believe he didn't. My brother would not, he wouldn't eat with anything but chopsticks. Seriously. I mean, we had the ninja outfits. We had everything. I mean, we actually had a ninja. You know, other normal kids had posses in high school. We had a ninja crew. We were called the Ninja Alliance in, in junior high school. I mean, we had swords, throwing stars, throwing darts. We ran around in, 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 in Long Island, in the city, in ninja suits in the nighttime. I mean, we were desperate. It was like, if we could just get to China and, and just enter into one of those schools and to just sit at the monk's feet and, It would be heaven. But beloved, let me tell you, those are a counterfeit of another school. A school that cannot be seen with the eye. A school that each one of us may enter into by faith to sit at the master's feet and to have him begin to train us. This is exciting stuff. What is the training room? What is the school? It is the school of prayer. You see, beloved, I call it blindfold fighting. When we were younger, we would blindfold ourselves and we would have all our friends gather around us. And so all we had to depend upon now was our ears. We had to train the ears so that we would hear someone coming and have to roll out the way or whatever it was. It was training to fight without seeing. It was blindfolded fighting. And little did we realize back then that the Bible says the just walk by faith, not by sight, which means they also fight by faith, not by sight. We're supposed to be blindfold fighters. Can you imagine? Okay, devil, I'm ready. The devil's looking like his eyes are closed. You see, Christ said, if you are blind, then you would have no sin. You know why? Because the blind depend upon Christ. We're fighting like, where is he? Where is he? Jesus says, no, I want you to close. Master, close my eyes and fight. Yes. 
do as I say. <laughs> How do we do this? Jesus says, you sit at my feet and I will teach you and instruct you in the way that you shall go. I will guide you with my eye. I will guide you with my eye. So he says, you close your eyes. Can you imagine? Jesus says, I'm with you in this fight. But you got to come. You got to come to the school. And let me tell you something. And by the way, this message will continue tonight because this is a part one and a part two. Because I've got more instructing to, to give you in light of this message, okay? So, so please come tonight. But let me just close with this. Our, and, and let me say this too. You know what? God uses us in the experience we've come from. Amen? So please don't think I'm up here just talking about movies and whatever. That's just what was filled in my mind. And God said, I just want to show you now that all those things that you were in were counterfeits of a genuine. Is that okay? So don't go home and start watching kung fu movies, okay? Because I didn't do that to learn what I... I didn't... Okay, now where can I... What, I didn't do that. When I came out, I came out, okay? Amen. So that's my disclaimer. There was one thing that was always lovely to me about these movies. In the beginning of the movie, the good guy, who would end up being the good guy in the end, the good guy could never fight. And he would go and, you know... Your fighting is lousy. He'd get beat up all the time. And, 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 you know, eventually he would find the master. He would go to the master. Master, teach me. And the master would teach him. And, you know, after like a month of training, he thought he was ready. And he would go out there and he would say, I'm ready to fight you now. And he would go out there and get slapped up again. Your fighting is lousy. And he would go back. But, beloved, you know what happened? He kept going back to the master and saying, Master, teach me more. And the master would teach and teach and teach. And then sometime in the middle of the movie, he would get into the fight with the bad guy and he would, he would get a hit in and he would be so happy about the hit that he got beat up for the rest of the fight. <laughs> but he may have grabbed a piece of the guy's beard off of his chin or, or gotten a lock of his hair. <sighs> he was getting better. And beloved, by the end of the movie, and now you hear the trumpets playing, and you hear that climactic music as this guy who once was being beaten up by his adversary is now getting the upper hand and his adversary is wondering what in the world is going on. This is not the guy that I fought in the beginning of the movie. (laughs) And in the end, he wins. God's people are getting beat up today. Mm -hmm. We're getting plummeted. The devil's laughing. He's saying, ha ha, your fighting is lousy. But beloved, once we understand what it means to enter the school of Christ, we're going to enter. You know what's going to happen? God is going to come to each one of us individually and begin to train us and begin to show us things that we could have never. Why do you think the devil doesn't want you to pray? Why do you think he doesn't want you to understand the art of prayer? Beloved, the art of prayer is the art of war. Because it's in prayer that Jesus begins to say things to you like, Greater is he who masters himself than he who masters another. And you go, wow, that's profound. 
This is where, beloved, he begins to whisper those trainings to you, those understandings, those, those things that make you go, man, I could have never come up with that in a thousand years. That had to be God. And so, beloved, the devil wants to keep us from praying because that's where we learn to depend upon hearing. Do you know what it means to hear the grand master speak? To hear him instruct. To hear him give you the very tools and wisdom that you need to fight the good fight of faith. My appeal, and beloved, let me tell you, at the end of the movie, and this is no movie, at the end of the great controversy, you know what's going to happen? There is going to be a group of people who, (laughs) who have become masters of the lamb style. When the four winds are let loose, the heavenly universe is going to be like they're watching a movie. They go, ooh, did you see that? (laughs) Because this group of people who were being beaten and slapped around and every sin that came by, they were just like a lamb to the sin, are now suddenly lion-like warriors. And the watching universe will watch because the Bible says the God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet. (laughs) We have some kicking to do, beloved. (laughs) Will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. It's going to happen. But the question is, are you willing to enter? (laughs) Are you willing To live under the motto, enter the lamb. Not enter the dragon. We allow the dragon to enter into our hearts. Enter the lamb. Here's my appeal. You want to be a spiritual martial artist. Lord, begin to teach me in your school. If that's your desire, would you raise your hand? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you, Lord, for letting us know that you, as our master, are willing and waiting to begin to teach us now. And yes, Lord, we may fall in the conflict, but the time is coming when we will not fall. The time is coming where we will have the victory. Only, Lord, those who enter your school will be able to claim the victory. So, Father, make us all students. Help us, Lord, not to to allow the the schools of this world to overshadow the school of faith. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. Amen.